0: All right, coach, hit
1: it. Well, hey, this is Greg McNeil, and I'd just like to say great to see everybody. I'm still in this process of learning and growing and supporting others on the planet right at the highest level that I'm capable of, and I'm very happy to say that each time I take a step on a journey, I get to serve others at an increasingly higher level. So I'm so grateful for that opportunity. It's-
2: Well, good to see you. It's been a couple weeks. We did a batch recording the last time we got together because we were both out of town. But you're pursuing your doctorate. And um, so uh, in our pre-show conversation, there's lots of good nuggets we're going to discuss today. But uh, my name is Sherry Wilson, and I am constantly inspired. That's what I'm going to say today. I mean, of course, I'm a business person and help people, but I am constantly inspired. and I am excited to bring inspiration to people today. And, Coach, we have finally decided mid-February is the next intensive. Mm-hmm. We'll get a date figured out and get that out. But um, basically, we have several students that normally we do it in January. And they're like, hey, is there any way to put it mid-February? So that will be opening up. But the seating will be a little bit limited, Um I'm not sure what we want to limit it to. But anyway, I just want people to know if they want to get in, they need to uh, message me um, on Facebook or Instagram at Sherry Ann Wilson or the email in the show notes and let me know if they're interested.
1: That's right. Don't miss the train. (laughs) (laughs)
2: Because with life right now, we're not sure when that train's going to be back in the depot.
1: (laughs) That's exactly right. And that's how it goes. Or, you know, in the religious context, don't burn up all the oil in your lamp.
2: Right. <laughs> so I'm excited about that. And, ooh, Coach, with your schedule and stuff, we're going to have to keep an eye on you. Make sure your uh, beard doesn't uh, get grayer. Or I don't know. You don't have any hair to pull out.
1: No. I, I, <laughs> you know what? I looked at it. This is funny. I look, it's like, it's not even gray it's white it is it's a
2: really cool like um what's that called that ombre where they do the where you know your hair is darker and then it goes to a light color that's what it looks like it's
1: pretty cool (laughs) yeah it's like i said my bonnie right this thing is like and uh man it's growing i mean it's like whoo I can touch my chest when I, when I dip my head a little bit, (laughs) you know, with my beard. It's like, wow, it's growing, right? That's awesome. But in terms of my schedule, the one thing about um, the program is doing for me, it has, it demands greater um, project management. Yes. So in that sense, then um, it's a very positive thing. So whatever, you know, we're doing on the schedule, um, and, and as I move forward, unless we're talking about some kind of unexpected thing that occurs, yeah, um, we ought to be good to go.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um, now,
2: as far as, you know, with your schedule, you started your work, well, you've actually already been deep in it, but especially, you know, with the, the things that you've done in the past week, you said something that was interesting in our pre-show convo, because I want to discuss the difference between uh, hope and faith or actually how they complement each other. Mm-hmm. But you said that even when you're ready for what you've been waiting for, you're still going to face challenges. And I think that's important for people to understand because they think, oh, finally here, it's finally here. You know, what I've been waiting for is here. And then they're shocked by the level of personal, mental, and even emotional challenges, sometimes physical challenges that uh, occur.
1: Yes, they are actually, because there is something that we're actually not taught. And I know we touched on this uh, in our last podcast or two we talked about getting out of what we call that duality or that, that binary system mindset, right? thinking, yep. Yeah, so sometimes there's this idea, well, I did this, right? So that's all I need to do. Mm-hmm. But what the individual has to realize that each one of us has a process. So yeah. no matter what we're learning, um, no matter where we come from, there is something anchored in the soul, in the psyche, in the essence of the individual, right? Mm-hmm. That, like, their own personal mission statement, if you will. Yeah. Right? And so, there's always something that that person is required to do. It doesn't matter what their level of success is, how brilliant they are. It just, it's like the universe has an imprint on you in that sense, right?
0: Yeah.
1: Like, a parent knows their children. This child is this way, this child is that way. And when you're raising them, you have to kind of keep that in mind because they're unique in that sense. Yes. Okay. So having said that so then, so the individual has something within them that they're always moving toward and moving through. Yeah. In my circles, in the psychological field, we talk about the shadow. As it, you know, so let's just say the brighter your light comes, the bigger your shadow is that you cast behind you. Yeah, and that shadow is that part of your nature that all always has to be worked through.
0: Yes, right?
1: If that makes sense. so so we can we can literally go from a a material context and jump into a more spiritual one. And if we jump into a spiritual one, what comes to my mind is Paul when he says, this thing that is in me, right? The good that I will to do, I do not do, right? Mm -hmm. You know, and I can't quote all of that right now, but you understand where I'm going. Yeah. So when we think about the individual, as much as he could be pedestalized for the great work that he did. He was always working through something,
0: mm-hmm.
1: right? Which is to say, my even though Jesus is, have, is said to have said to him, look, my grace is sufficient for you,
0: mm-hmm. but
1: the thorn that is in your side is not being removed, right? Mm-hmm. So when we come back then, back to the individual now, we jump into this material form. What we're saying is, No matter how close you get, there's always something that you're going to be required to do. Yep. There is no such thing as you get here to the top of the hill and then everything is just downhill speed all the way, right? Right. You are going to get to the bottom and then you're going to have to climb again. So Mm -hmm. your life is going to be a series of challenges, but it should not be construed with negative experiences
2: right yeah i like that so challenges should not be construed nor confused as negative experiences uh and like we talked about for sure in the last two episodes on courage plus research you know challenging what you're thinking and the narratives that are being thrown at you and knowing how to navigate to truth if you look at um you know, as far as the main battleground, it's always going to be internal. It's going to be thoughts. It's going to be your subconscious resisting you, etc. cetera. And, and we did, uh, I'm not sure when, because we're like, um, this is like podcast 64 or 65, but we did um, one on faith and we defined it. And I wanted to refresh really qu- quickly that faith is not a passive activity faith is a a very active speech and action um, result. So if you actually have faith, then you're doing something to move toward your vision, your goal, whatever it is. So there's an active work on the inner processes, as well as an outside work of decision making, et cetera, that aligns with what you're going after and who you are. Would you say that's a A pretty good definition, coach.
1: I would. Absolutely. So
2: what you talk about, what you do is evidence that you have faith. And just to quickly touch on the spiritual aspect, you know, that my pet peeves coach is uh, when people ask me to pray for them and I do. And then the next thing out of their mouth is the exact opposite of what I prayed for. So that tells me that there's not an actual faith because too many people think that faith is mental ascent and faith is actually a heart condition. If you try to keep your journey in the mental aspects of your life, you're going to completely bypass the strongest organ toward fulfillment, and that's the heart. And whenever I, let's see, it's probably about 2012, I think, I was sent over to San Jose by a physician assistant here named Otero to learn about a technique called heart math. And uh, it was fascinating because research has shown that the strongest organ of the body when it comes to controlling narratives and controlling action is actually located in the heart. And they call it heart intelligence or what we would call emotional intelligence. And there's 50,000 nerve endings alone in the heart. And then when you take the gut, you have either the same amount or more in wow. the gut and, and, and also emotion molecules. And so what they discovered is that you can try to control your mental aspect, your positive thinking, et cetera. But if your heart is not happy, it'll actually fight with those thoughts and you get into what's called incoherence. And so one of the things they uh, discovered is a heart, it's waves go out 10 feet. The brain goes out three. And that's why like herd mentality and group thinking, all that can be really dangerous for people. So I want people to understand that faith is centered from the heart, truly knowing that what you're going after, you're going to have. Oh, where are you going,
0: coach?
1: (laughs) I'm here. I had to, you know, I had to turn down this fan so I could make sure I could hear you correctly. Um, uh, Yeah, so one of the things that is interesting is I would say the heart is in your body, but it doesn't belong to you, right? So when we start talking about the soul, so I say to the listener, depending on where you are, right? If you believe that you live in a connected living universe, then this makes sense to you. If you think that you live on an inert planet and everything in your life is just simply physical and material, then you probably don't relate to what we're saying, mm-hmm. right? But but you will nevertheless experience the impacts of what we're saying. Right? Yes. Mar- okay. you'll, you'll
2: experience it in your workplace, your relationships, people, and how they get along with you. If you have a pleasing personality, absolutely.
1: Yeah. So when I'm saying it doesn't belong to you, I'm saying that's like the gift that's been given to everyone that's ever walked on the planet. Mm -hmm. And it becomes a deciding factor. And what we are here to do is learn literally how to make our minds align with what's in our hearts. Right. And when we don't do that, then that's when we start having feelings of disconnection, alienation. Um, the lack of satisfaction, because one of the things that really typifies this, if the person is strictly aligned on the material plane, yeah, they are never satisfied. Nope. They, they have to consume, consume and consume, consume, right? That's all they can do because their meaning is derived through material substance only. Yeah. Right. And so, and that's the person whose lives quickly come crumbling down.
0: Yeah. Right? Yeah.
1: On the other hand, when, we, when you're moving through your heart, then you recognize that at any moment of time, you, you're always in the state of gratitude, mm-hmm. right? You can, you can always find joy in what's happening for you in your life, right? Yeah. You know, you can pick up the lessons that come to you throughout your life and learn and continue to move forward.
2: And not only that, but like your heart, the heart work is one of the, to me, the funnest things that there is. But when you join the two, the internal with you know the heart, with what you're thinking and what you want life to look like, you're actually living an authentic life. Uh, you don't have to self-sabotage. You don't have to push people away. You don't have to live from a place of lack. And, but again, you know, when you get to those, f- the fulfillment of those things that occur, don't be surprised on the challenge because uh, the heart will ha- also have to make adjustments. So You have to make adjustment in the external, you know, time management the people that are with you, et cetera, et cetera. And even for a time when I was launching Genius Communication, uh, I didn't have lunches with friends. I didn't clean my house as often. I didn't do any of that because I was focused on a singular goal. So sometimes the heart has to get used to a little bit of chaos uh, especially if you are used to organization and peace it can be very challenging but the chaos isn't necessarily out of you the chaos is the heart is screaming hey this is normally what we do uh we don't like houses that are you know not organized and in you know spotless or whatever it is the heart will begin to fuss with you and actually you can take that to the subconscious because the subconscious is the Im- immaterial aspect of a human Human. And the sub will be like, are you sure you really want what you say? How about, you know, how about I throw a little bit of things up to you that you have said or thought that have been attached to faith, which takes me to the next thing, coach, because one of the things you said is you've been reading about some CIA research and we don't have to go too deep, but that what you talk about is very, very real. And so to me, it's not just the aspect of it going forth from your mouth out into uh, the universe. The other aspect is you're actually reinforcing in your subconscious, which you truly believe the subconscious can only act on the instructions given it with faith, if you good or bad. So if you have faith of bad, guess what? Your subconscious will take you toward that goal. It's like a filter and it's the the robot part of you. If you have faith in the good, it's going to take you toward that direction. So people need to understand, again, that sometimes the big, biggest obstacles are actually the ones the sub will bring up to them. And sometimes they don't even recognize that's what the sub is doing. And you can actually use that if you begin to recognize the subs throwing up stuff at you oh, okay, I need to focus my attention on that aspect and reprogram that sub to join forces with what I'm going to be doing.
1: Yes, Sherry, absolutely. You know, the more I, I continue on this work in the subconscious, greater information is revealed about what's actually happening for us. So I'm not sure who the individual is it made a statement, but it goes like this. Give me a child to the age of seven and I will have them control for the rest of my life. Yep. So one of the things that occurs in your subconscious mind are those psychological imprints and they affect us emotionally. hmm Separate and apart from what I said earlier about like for an individual, there are things for you to do. So some of those things for you to do is learning how to overcome some of those messages that have imprinted on you that as you move forward through your life, because they're imprint, your life is going according to that imprint, right? Right. So somebody teaches you when you're young how to be cold, uncaring, selfish, and all of these types of things, you're going along that track as you're growing up. Yeah. And But you have no idea you're on a very deeper level that you've been impacted that way. Yeah. You just know that it's like, I can't believe my mom this or my dad that, but you got that in you now, mm-hmm. right? And that's in yeah. you. And as you move forward, those become some of the things that you're learning how to clear out. And yes. they, are, they are inconsistent with, let's say, what your soul or your heart's mission is, right? Yeah. So when we move forward, then, the repository of all of that information and what's actually coming into us collectively, right, we are learning how to clear that out. I want
2: people to hear you, coach, because it is surprising to me how many people I mentor that when they're having a rough time with a certain life event or situation, and I start talking to them and we pinpoint that the source of the problem is actually not current. It goes back 40 years, 50 years, and the brain's like, hold up. This looks a lot like that traumatic experience we had back in that day. No, 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 we're not doing that again. And even though it can be a good thing, your subconscious, your brain, the amygdala is creating this fear response to where now you're actually sabotaging the very thing that you want. People have to understand they're not just dealing with present situations they're dealing with what you're saying, the imprints of both people, worldviews, philosophies that were given, uh, treatments that you uh, endured or received as a child and then also major events that had a lasting impression.
1: It really is. And so when we put all of the kaleidoscope of what we just said, Mm -hmm. right? Now we take all of that and we go back to addressing what we started with in terms of that faith process. Yeah. That even when you think you have, have, that you're at the precipice of achieving something great. You still have to watch out because you're gonna slap somebody at the Academy Award ceremony. And just like that, right? You have gone from being um, outstanding to now you're lower than dust. Yep. In In a blink of an eye. I mean but the seeds of that process were already happening.
0: Yes. You know.
1: So what we're saying is you the listener all of us your your perpetual work is always being mindful of how you are thinking. Yes. Right? Because when it comes time for you to deal with the challenges in your life, you have to know that that challenge is specific to you and you brought it so that you could clear it up so that you could move forward, right? Yes. Like the seasons come around for us. So do these thoughts and behaviors, these actions, they come around again so that we can clear those things up, right?
2: Yes. And people need to understand that our life journey is not linear. It's actually circular. It's a cycle. And so people be like, well, I thought I already dealt with this. No, 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 no. Now what you've done is you've made the round up and now you're at a capacity to deal with whatever that is on a deeper level. And with the tools and the the mindsets you've gained along the way.
1: That is absolutely, that is absolutely correct. And so this is why when we set out to do this work, we knew that what we were talking to people about was going to be different than what they might have believed. Yeah. You see, most, let's say, 97% of the people that we're working with are not dealing with financial issues per se, mm-hmm. they have a measure of success. Yes. Right. What they're really dealing with is the intangible things that are in their lives that are affecting the things that they want to do going forward, right? right? So when they think in a more linear fashion, they just think, well, let me go and sign up for this workshop, um, this podcast, or whatever it is, and um, I learn this other technique and strategy. But that technique and strategy that's rooted in a material dualistic way of thinking is not what it is. Mm-hmm. And this is why the person could be sitting on loads of money and their life is shit. Excuse my language. Yes. Right. Well, that was and the that,
2: example, wasn't it, Coach? Robin Williams. He had everything he, materially and externally that you could want. And then he, he hung himself.
1: Hunk, not only did he hang himself, he weighed it. Until his wife left, she went out to the store. Whatever it was, she comes back. He's hanging mm-hmm. right,
0: mm-hmm. and
1: the the tragedy in that is whatever was happening for him that he was not able to heal.
0: Yeah,
1: that he was a he was not able to find someone that could help him to move through whatever that place was, but it had become so large in his mind. That the only thing he could think to do was to take his own life. Yeah. Now, dear listener, we're not suggesting that you're going to do that, but there's many ways to ruin one's life, Mm -hmm. right? Yeah. And one of the biggest challenges that people have when we're talking about faith is that They are being asked to make a decision that they don't want to make. Yeah. Because in their mind, they think, well, if I keep doing this, if I get this contract, if I do this, if I do this deal, if I do that, right? But that's not what's being asked of that person. Mm -hmm. They're being asked to do something much more specific to them. And what comes to my mind is, You're in this relationship. You actually might not be the healthy person in that relationship. Yeah. You might think you are, but you aren't, right? So you're staying in a relationship and you might think you are the one that, that is the doormat. But in fact, you are the energy source that is undermining your own ability to heal Because you won't get out of that that relationship. You will stay. And your narrative is, I've done everything I can. But this person and that person won't change. But what your heart is telling you is, that person is not required to change. You see, um, you are not required. Oh, I got to just, I got to, you're not required to Uh, heal that person or deal with that person's toxicity there is I'll put it to you this way here it is it's not your job to detoxify people it's your job to detoxify the part of you that resonates with their toxicity that's good right Mm -hmm. so when we're talking about that faith, then we're saying, hey, look, whatever you're supposed to do going forward, you may be asked to let go. Right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm I'm thinking of some people that I know right now. I was reading about this one uh physicist, fantastic, a brilliant man. And he was struck with um uh, I want to say meningitis, I think it was. Mm. Um, He was in a coma for, I want to say he was in a coma for like, let's say six months, right? Yeah. Um, But it was a long time. He had virtually no brain activity. Mm. But what he said was something was happening to him in that coma. And whatever was happening to him in that deep sleep, he was changing. Okay. Okay. And what ended up happening when, when he was coming back, he healed completely. His body, his mind was restored completely. And you know what he did? He changed the work he was doing. Yeah. He went in a completely different direction. And he started working on things related to his heart and the heart of other people. Because he realized he was strictly living in the mind. Yeah. Right everything was, if I can measure it, if I can calculate it, it's true. When he went into that coma, what he found out was, it's like, no, that wasn't true. That's a secondary function, what you can measure, because the the biggest part of the universe, 96% of it is invisible. Yeah. Right. But it's the most powerful part of the universe, right? And so this is what we're saying to that listener. So when you get to a point in your life where you think, man, I'm ready for the next step. And then something shows up for them and they're like, why am I dealing with this? You're dealing with it because it's been asking you to clear it up for a long time. But you might have been doing things in your life. You get achievement here and achievement here and you keep going. And the little messages in the form of relationships, missteps, mistakes, unfortunate events, you just think it's something that's coming to you from some external source. Yeah. But your heart is saying, you need to change. Mm -hmm. You need to go in a different direction. You have to let go of whatever you're holding on to because that's not it. So it's
2: almost like, like you're ready, like, you know, even when ready, there will be challenges was the original statement.
1: That's so right. It's like
2: your mind is focused on that next thing that you feel you're ready for. But the heart will demand and is also telling you you're also ready to deal with this.
1: That's right. And that's so exactly it's almost right.
2: like a compliment.
1: That's it, it is really a compliment. It's a fantastic compliment because it says you have reached this point. Now this is what's required for you to do, but you're ready if you take that step. Okay. But that's the that's the challenge. If you don't take that step, right? Yeah. And then you're in another situation. And that's generally where the person starts to crash at that point, right? Because yeah, yeah, when you get when when um when you get to the place where you think you have it and then somebody says hey man you you build up all these grains of sand right or uh, excuse me weed or whatever but tonight your soul is required of you you have to do something Mm -hmm. let it go now and be prepared to go into listen to your heart and take the next step right this is really what we're saying so i i got a great example um we started our podcast doing the greatest uh, social challenge of our life a pandemic yeah. right that's what we lived through yeah. and we were like what are what are, what are we what are we going to do here and i and i'm thinking wow there's something we have to do so we created this podcast but one of the things that was really interesting is I wasn't really sure, you know, what this was going to look like. And each step along the way, I have been changed in this process, right? Yeah. Many different things that were happening, right? Um, They come to me and it's like, ah, I'm attempting to do something over here. That doesn't work. I'm attempting to do something over here. That doesn't work. But it is working, right? Yeah. But- I wasn't seeing it that way because mentally I had so much drive to make something happen, but I was thinking about it in a way that needed greater clarity, but it just couldn't come just strictly through the thinking process. Yeah. And then and the further I went, I realized it's like this is service. I service is what I love, right? Yeah. I have to take that road first. I'm I'm not built to pursue the material plane first and foremost. That's not my design, right? It yeah. comes afterwards. And so you just said, hey, look, we're at number 64, right in this podcast.
0: Yeah, pretty every sure.
1: Time, yeah. Every time I get on this podcast with you. My service is in front of me, right? Yeah. And as I, as I continue to go forward, I can say as I'm sitting at this table talking to you, I've watched how my life has changed. Mm-hmm. I've come back to Albuquerque and I haven't been out to see anyone that I know that I Mm -hmm. knew prior to leaving years ago. And one of the things that I recognize is my life, my heart, my faith is taking me in a different direction. You can almost say that anyone that I knew before, it's like the universe knows wherever they are and whatever they're doing, that's what they're doing. But you are required to do something else now. There is nothing there is nothing for me to look back for. It's all in front, which means that there are new relationships for me. Yeah. There are new requirements for my growth. So I just re- surrender to it. And, you know, when I go forward, I don't even look for anyone. I just go out, take the dogs for a walk. I'm only focused on one thing, right? Yeah. It's still service, but it's also a part of my continued development. And at every step of the way, when something comes around for me again and I look at it, it's like, oh yeah, I remember that, but guess what? Look at it and then let it go. yeah, Because you don't live in that space anymore.
0: And I think
2: sometimes the letting go can be the most difficult for people. Um, You know what I mean? Like that's the fear of loss kicks in and it can be, uh, overwhelming the scenarios that will play around in your head.
1: Exactly, and that is why we what we're saying is when you get to the point, right when you think you are ready for the biggest achievement in your life, or whatever stage that is, you're being asked to stop, pause, and examine. Yes. Right?
0: Yes. And
1: um, and if you are in a situation. A goal pursuit that stops you from making that connection that's that is the one thing that really determines how much anxiety, stress, uh, you feel, yeah, and unfortunately, for the individual, all of us, um it is going to be whatever you're experiencing, it is going to be um. I think the word I'm looking for is, is is designed specifically for you, so the greater you hold on, the more intensity there is that's going to shake you loose. Yeah, right? Yeah. Um, I'm thinking about a woman right now that I know that's in my cohort. She lost her leg at 45 years of age. Mm. Right? Yeah. And when you listen to her story, She was broken. But one of the things she realized was she was so resistant in her life on so many levels. Like she couldn't hear, you couldn't tell her what to do. She was moving with a force and power. She's like, I'm a square peg and I'm going to turn that circle. I'm going to stretch that circle out and fit my square peg in that circle. But it's like, no. No, you're not. You need to go and do this. Well, I'm not doing that. And it's cancer. So, hmm. one of the things that they say about cancer is that cancer is like an anger in the body. Mm-hmm. Right. So, yeah. guess what? She had to learn how to, to submit to loving ways in the world instead of being very bullish about what she was going to do and running, sl- running over people like a Mack truck, yeah. right? Yeah. Absolutely.
0: Well,
2: what I want to do, Coach, is I want to dive into the idea of, because we define faith um, challenges, what that means. I think what I'd like to do is in today's podcast and then next week, I want to go deeper into um, the faith and the hope that will help yeah. you as you navigate through the challenges that you yeah. encounter. What do you think about that?
1: Oh, absolutely. Down.
2: okay. <laughs> well, I think you got a dog on the loose, coach. So, <laughs> a very large dog,
1: <laughs> yeah.
2: Oh, there him is. Hi,
1: hello, yeah. Yeah. hi, Odin. Yeah, he's <laughs> his, 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 he can stand. I don't know how tall this table is, <laughs> but he can stand flat footed and look over this table without his chin touching that's how much oh, tall he is you know I mean well, just absolutely here he is right now can you see him
2: I could I could see I see the top of his head now
1: yeah he's just oh mercy sakes of life that's a big boy you know, no. but absolutely, Sherry.
2: Okay. Well, if uh, anyone has any topics they want us to cover or have any questions they'd like us to answer, it'd be kind of fun to maybe have a Q&A at the end of some of our podcasts. Um, uh, yeah. You know what? Let us uh, know uh, the address, email address is in the show notes, or you can go to um, uh, sherryannwilson.com. Uh, any of our social media, same thing, Sherry with an I and with an E. And Coach, I'm going to let you get back to your doctorate pursuits, and I'm going to get to my next appointment.
1: Well, Sherry, absolutely, and to the reader, to the listener, absolutely. Have a great weekend. Stay with us, and again, bring your questions because you know we're in uh, uh, in the time of profound change right now. So we are um, as as chaotic as everything looks. Greatness. Is right there at it, right? I mean, yeah. it's, it's, we are on the verge of being able to do great things, even though it may look quite chaotic.